96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. This morning, you have Bryce and Garrett Ray in, and today we are talking about retirement planning for high net worth individuals. Good morning, Bryce. How are you? Good morning, Garrett. I am doing well. Hope you are on this uh, cold, cold weekend. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, this the entire uh, this entire show, both segments here are going to be about high net worth individuals and things that they need to focus on when going into retirement. Happy weekend, everybody out there. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as you know, or might not know, if you're just tuning in for the first time this year, uh, we are expanding the uh, opening of the show here to uh, get to know your wealth guardian financial advisor a little bit. And uh, <laughs> we're going to ask every every show at the start of the show, each advisor a question. And so the question, and you know, we can ask this to you out there as well. Garrett, here's the question this week. Okay. If you could have any exotic animal as a pet, what would it be? Yeah, I don't know if this necessarily qualifies as an exotic animal. I think it probably does. But I've always thought that, uh, and you see videos about them every now and then, but like the little sugar gliders that you can get. <laughs> My daughter know? had one of those. Yeah. So it's like, I always thought they were kind of cool. You can throw your pet up in the air and it glides back down to you and stuff. Highly so. overrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pet. But I hear you. You know, they're yeah. safe. They sleep most of the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, for me, most exotic animals either have... Uh, fangs claws or venom or a combination of all three okay. so i try to stay away from exotic animals unless i'm in a zoo but i've always been intrigued <laughs> by what is called the savannah cat oh, which, yeah. which is a cross between an african serval and a siamese cat and uh, they can get up about 25 pounds and they're incredibly loyal like dogs apparently huh. and if my wife was a cat person i would uh, i'd be all in on getting one of those but uh, she's not <laughs> <laughs> and, but at least we're not sugar glider people. There you go. So, all right. Well, that's uh, there we go. So uh, you ask yourself out there, what what exotic pet would you want? And see if it compares to uh, what Garrett and I would choose as exotic pets. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started on the show here, Garrett. Uh, retirement planning for high net worth individuals. Uh, today's episode, we're taking a close look at high net worth individuals and those who have accumulated significant wealth and face unique challenges and mm -hmm. opportunities when planning for retirement. And unlike the average person, their financial considerations go a little bit beyond the basics. And we're going to explore the distinct strategies and factors that come into play when securing a comfortable and prosperous retirement. Sure. Right. And uh, the first one that we'll dip into, Garrett, is uh, as far as unique situations that high net worth individuals need to consider are uh, portfolio complexities. What, yep. uh, what, what, what would you say about portfolio complexities? Well, anytime you're talking about a high you know, net worth individual or, or couple, you know, their portfolios and their financial situation are just going to be naturally more complex. They're typically going to have more accounts associated with them. Likely they're going to have multiple streams of income that you have to consider. They typically are going to have more uh, liabilities and that sort of thing on their plate. You know, some things that we've kind of experienced um, is, you know, you if you have like someone who uh, was an executive at a company, they might have like a deferred uh, compensation plan that True. is still kicking off a stream of income inside True. of retirement. So when we have conversations about with our clients about, hey, what are your various streams of income? How are we going to basically account for this from a tax standpoint? That is definitely something that uh, we, we need to ask. Say, okay, do we have any deferred compensation plans out there. Likely folks who are in a, a higher net worth status are going to have um, 
typically another, at least a second property of some sort, whether that's a family property or a vacation property or something like that. They may also be considering uh, different investment types that open up at a certain, once you become a qualified investor, mm-hmm. um, you know, a private equity holding, um, some international investments. Um, there's also the life insurance retirement plan, a LERP, um, yep. that, that is beneficial for someone in order to accumulate a cash value such that you can basically take that cash value out uh, a loan against yourself or your own policy, take it out tax-free. That helps with some of the tax stuff. Uh, that high net worth individuals have to consider because have the, they have all these other taxable accounts that they have to uh, basically offset that with. So as a bottom line, just the complexity tends to go up uh, when you get higher net worth individuals and couples and households. And so when you start to kind of look at the estate planning and if this couple has legacy goals and that sort of thing, that's something that we definitely need to be considering. Yeah, you know, for somebody who is maxing out their 401k for years, and that more or less is the extent of their retirement savings, it's not very complex. You've got some mutual funds to choose from, and it's all one kind of pre-tax account. So it doesn't get very complex with that. But let's say that you're maxing out your 401k, you're getting the, uh, the company match, you're maxing out your IRA, and then you've got extra monies that you still want to invest. Well, now, sure. now you've got beyond just mutual funds, as you said. And we've even had uh, clients come in here who have ta- uh, stock options, company stock oh, yeah. options, and that can get oh, complicated yeah. as well. And it, it really goes beyond, you, you leaned on this just a moment, and we're going to talk some more about it, but it goes just beyond what should a diversified portfolio look like in the form of growth potential, but keeping Uncle Sam's hands off of it as much as possible. And that's really where you need either a CPA or perhaps more a retirement income certified professional who is familiar with all the different tax codes and the different types of investments that can keep Uncle Sam's hands off of that as much as possible. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray. Uh, In the studio this morning is Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne. And we are talking about retirement planning for high net worth individuals and the unique situations that high net worth individuals should consider. So we just talked about the complexities of portfolio allocation. Garrett, let's move on uh, to taxes. Taxes just covers... I mean, it, it, that word there uh, and tax mitigation seems to worm its way into every subject <laughs> that a financial planner uh, talks about, whether it's portfolio yeah. allocation or Social Security filing. It all comes down to taxes. Yeah, yeah. you want to grow your portfolio, sure. But the second and just important article of uh, consideration is how do we keep Uncle Sam's hands off yeah. as much of it as possible. And there's some there's some strategies there that just oh, sure. somebody who's not a high net worth individual or um, an accredited investor, like you said, doesn't need to concern themselves with. Mm-hmm. But I'll start off with the word provisional tax. Yeah. Now, when I say that, most people out there think, well, I don't, I haven't heard of provisional tax. If you haven't heard of provisional tax, you probably haven't heard, you have, probably haven't filed for your social security yet. Mm-hmm. But you, in, in, yeah, so you filed for taxes for your last 40 years or so, but you are familiar with adjusted gross income, maybe even modified adjusted gross income. Well, once you file for social security, another type of tax bracket pops up and it's called provisional tax and you have to be familiar with what that is because that's going to determine a couple of things what uh, medicare tier you fall into and whether or not your social security is filed at zero percent fifteen percent fifty percent eighty five percent so there's there's a number of different things there that we have to consider to keep again 
capital gains and just Uncle Sam's hands off of, of much as possible. What, what would you say about uh, taxes there, Garrett? Yeah, I mean, it, you just brought up capital gains. I mean, it's that's, you know, inside of a, a brokerage account or a non-qualified account, you know, if these folks have been invested for, let's say, 20 plus years and they haven't done a lot of, you know, portfolio rebalancing, it's quite possible they could have bought a great company back in the, you know, the mid 80s, mid 90s, mm-hmm. and they have a massive capital gain on there. It looks good on paper, but the moment that you start selling off some of your positions to supplement your income in retirement, now you're subject to capital gains. And so what we talk about is some tax loss harvesting, looking at portfolios from a holistic standpoint, not just necessarily, hey, ABC stock is up you know, on my portfolio 400 and whatever percent because <laughs> I bought it back in the 1990s. How do we start offsetting some of those massive capital gains with uh, capital losses to draw down the taxable amount uh, that that person's going to have to pay on the entire portfolio. Yeah, so that we just kind of get into that level of tax planning just across the portfolio, in particular for uh, specific accounts. One other thing that you had brought up is that with the complexity and tying it into taxes is folks who tend to have a higher net worth also tend to be incredibly generous folks. Um, but what comes to mind is you know a qualified charitable distribution out of an account going yes. into a, a charity of their choice also gets a little bit of a tax advantage for them. So we'll, you know, we can help clients with that as well. Yeah. So. You know, and let's just do the quick math here. Uh, I, I did this before starting the show. Let's say that you've accumulated $2 million in IRA monies. Okay. And at 73, you need to start taking RMD, required minimum mm-hmm. distribution. Maybe you don't need to take out that much from your IRA to supplement your social security. Exactly. doesn't matter. Uncle Sam's going to force you to. And at you 73, you've got $2 million in an IRA. That RMD, just to start off with, is 81000 That's wild. But that goes up more and more. Each year, yeah. and it peaks somewhere in the mid '80s for most, early to mid '80s for most people. That eighty-one thousand could be as much as two hundred thousand. If you don't want to take out two hundred thousand from your IRA and count you, it towards your income, and count it towards your income, <laughs> tough according to Uncle Sam. But right. as you said, there is something called a qualified charitable distribution. Yeah. Now, if any of these that we talked about so far in this first segment is uh, striking a chord with you, and you think, hey, maybe I really should sit down with uh, a, fina- a holistic financial planner, somebody who's a retirement income certified professional and knows how to talk me through this. You've never had to deal with it before retirement. This is just you're, you're in the accumulation phase here, and you're not being taxed on all these uh, um, pre-tax um, investments that you've made for yourself over the last couple of decades. Mm. Well, here's how you do that: you pick up the phone and you call three three six three nine one three four zero nine. Let me give you that number again: three three six three nine one three four zero nine. There is no cost, no obligation to sit down with Doug Garrett or myself and see what services or uh, wisdom we can help you out with. With and make sure that your retirement is properly aligned for you know a, a decent amount of growth, but also again keeping Uncle Sam's hands off as uh, much of that as uh, reasonably possible. It's a four meeting process generally, but uh, yeah. people who go through this process will tell us routinely that it is the most thorough uh, planning process that they've ever gone through, and so we we take pride in that, Garrett. And I would agree. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to have to take a break here. But before we do, we always go to the trivia question. And this week, it'll be me asking Garrett and you out there the question. So, Garrett, are you ready? Oh, man, I hope. All right. It's time for the Wealth Guardians Trivia Question of the Week. On January 16th, 1919, Congress passed the 18th Amendment. What is 
the 18th Amendment. On January 16th, 1919, the 18th Amendment was passed. What is the 18th Amendment? Stick around for the answer to that trivia question and see if we stumped Garrett on the other side of this short break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray, the show's The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne along with Garrett Ray this week. And in the second segment, we're going to continue our conversation around high net worth individuals. And the second segment, we're going to be talking about three retirement planning myths that hurt high net worth individuals. Now, uh, in that first segment, you heard me ask Garrett a trivia question. And uh, before we get to his answer, I've got two questions for you. One, are you looking forward to your retirement? Sure you are. Two, do you want to make sure you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Sure you do. So you answered yes to both those questions. Then Garrett and I have great news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no cost, no obligation. And I'm going to repeat that part, a no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your retirement plan. This will include a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, your income needs, your risk tolerance, your risk exposure, most importantly, perhaps your tax mitigation strategies, and even your legacy goals and the fees you are currently paying. So here's our goal. We want to help you lower your fees and align your risk to improve your overall retirement picture so you can indeed retire the job and keep the paycheck. However, the ball is in your court. This is what you got to do. You got to pick up the phone and dial these numbers in these orders. 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug, Garrett, and myself today. I want you to remember the markets aren't going to wait for you. And by the way, speaking of our website, thewealthguardians.com, I want to draw your attention, since it is tax season, to our website. If you go to thewealthguardians.com and go to the Media Center tab, and you scroll over that, you can click on free financial reports. We've got a number of them, but the one that I want to bring your attention to uh, in January here, and perhaps even February, is our Tax Survival Toolkit, Five Critical Strategies Every Retiree Should Know. There's an easy download button for the PDF right there below it. There is nothing you need to do other than read it and see uh, what types of information are there that will help you tax-wise in your retirement. So again, thewealthguardians.com, go to the media tab and scroll over that and click on financial, free financial reports. All right, let's go ahead and get to that trivia question. Garrett, are you ready? I think so. All right. You know, my uh, trivia questions often are about uh, American history or mm -hmm. sometimes world history. Sometimes we date back way, way back to ancient times, but this is just <laughs> in the 20th century. On January 16th, 1919, the 18th Amendment was passed. What is the 18th Amendment? Okay. I like to think I know our Constitution fairly well, but I will admit this particular amendment has escaped me. I know what the 17th is. I certainly know what the 21st is. Is the 18th Amendment when they chose to enact prohibition? Okay. Wow, look at this guy. You I know, can't I know twenty one repealed prohibition. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So you knew it well, you knew it was below twenty one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, so uh, here here you go. Let me ask you this. <laughs> what exactly was prohibition? Uh basically I mean I, I don't know what it says in the constitution verbatim, 
but essentially it was the banning of mass distribution of alcoholic beverages yes, to the, the public. The, yeah. the transportation or sale Correct. Yeah. Of, of alcohol. Yeah. So a lot of people think, uh, who are around now, think that that was a period where alcohol was illegal in its entirety. Yeah. No, it wasn't. That's where we got bathtub gin. It was completely legal to <laughs> have it in, in your yeah. own household. You just couldn't transport it and right. you couldn't sell it to somebody. Right. But you could have those parties in your own, uh, in your own place. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our second segment here. Three retirement planning myths hurting high net worth individuals and gary you want to yeah. you want to start off with that first one yeah so this is a an interesting kind of question or phrase we may hear from time to time and it goes something like this price it goes i have so much net worth i really don't need to worry about a sustainable withdrawal rate from my accounts in other words this person is saying you know i don't think i could ever spend it all down mm. and <laughs> <laughs> while that might be true um if you're at that particular level it's still d- worthwhile going through talking through a financial planner and doing a detailed assessment of what different accounts and investments you do have what's the liquidity status of some of these if you're someone who has a ton of real estate right that's real estate is largely illiquid mm-hmm. unless you have tenants that are paying are paying you some sort of like rental income stream from that But the asset itself, Mm -hmm. selling that can take months, sometimes years to sell a piece of property, depending on what it is. Right. And by the way, if that property is also of a high worth, there's less and less buyers out there. You know, it's it's selling something like a hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollar home, much more potential buyers than selling a multi million dollar property. So there's that type of planning that we have to consider. The other thing too is, you know, if we just willy nilly draw down the accounts. And there's not really a plan on what we're pulling from, when we're pulling from. We have really no idea what the tax liability year over year could be for you. That's true. We're bringing up that tax word again, aren't we? Exactly. And so uh, you can hear a common theme. At at some point, we want to try and become as efficient as possible about our taxation. At least most people would, I would think. But, you know, that's something that I certainly consider is that, yeah, you may not necessarily be able to spend it all down. But as we do begin to draw down off of it, how can you be most efficient from a tax perspective, and also how much true liquidity is in the overall high net worth individual. Yeah, I, you know, we do have clients here of different um, financial statures, and yes, certainly some of them need to be less concerned about mm. a sustainable withdrawal rate than others, but I don't think that anybody should not be concerned, period. And mm-hmm. we're in the height of football playoff season right now, Garrett, and so if you consider <laughs> the growth of your account like the offensive side of a football game mm-hmm. and paying Uncle Sam the defensive side of the football game, yeah. both are just as important. It doesn't matter how many points you score if your defense is yeah is just soft sure so you have to have a strong offense and you have to have a strong defense so translating that into a retirement planning you have to have a strong growth policy or strategy sure but you have to have keep a strategy to keep as much of that out of uncle sam's hands that's the defense as possible and so there's ways of structuring your accounts that uh, gets a little bit more complex for a high net worth individual than it mm. does for somebody, again, who has saved most all of their assets through a 401k or an IRA. Right. And that's what a holistic financial planner is going to help you do. Now, if you're just tuning in and you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show, 
Garrett Ray and Bryce Bain here are talking to you about three retirement planning myths hurting high net worth individuals. That first one we talked about is I have so much net worth, I don't need to worry about a sustainable withdrawal rate. Okay, so we kind of proved that that's not true. The second one we want to go into here is once your net worth hits a certain level, you don't have to worry about creating an income in retirement. Yeah. And I would say I'd bring up one word uh, on that one, and that would be inflation. <laughs> yep. So if you, if you think that inflation is going to be 2% for the entirety of your retirement, then go ahead. You don't need to worry about creating an income in retirement. Good good on you. Right. But if you, well, let me ask you, raise your hand if you think taxes are going to go up, or I'm not taxes, I'm sorry, if you think inflation is going to continue to be higher than that 2% average that we have had over the last, oh, well, I guess it's like 3.27. But if you think t uh, inflation is going to be higher than that over the course of your retirement, raise your hand. Okay, I suspect most people out there raised your hand. Then how on earth, if you're a high net worth individual and you just raised your hand, do you believe that you don't have to worry about creating income in retirement? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting that you bring that up. It's it's I think the amount of people that have actually considered inflation as creeping into their, you know, their overall nest egg, if you will, might be when as we talk to folks, ten to twenty percent. Most folks don't even consider it. Uh, they'll talk about what percentage of their portfolio they have planned on drawing down and that sort of thing. Oh, you know, I think I'm gonna take out four percent of my portfolio per year. Something like that. You know, the, one of those rules of thumb that you think. Mm -hmm. But almost no one has looked at how much am I spending inside of my household on a monthly basis, yearly basis, and then inflating that out over a 20, 30-year retirement and seeing, okay, does that nest egg actually still keep up or not? Right. Um, absolutely something that you need to consider, should consider, to understand about, okay, maybe it is time that we start to get serious about creating an income plan for you in retirement. Uh, regardless of your starting point of net worth. Yeah, I agree completely. So. And if uh, creating that retirement plan that does take into account inflation, taxes, all of that, then I would encourage you to uh, reach out to uh, the Wealth Guardians and our phone number is 336-391-3409. You can also reach out to us at thewealthguardians.com. We offer, as we said in the first segment, a no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your portfolio that helps you see what your nest egg is going to be year after year after mm -hmm. we calculate taxes, after we calculate income and your withdrawal rate and your spending. Um, maybe there's going to be um, some of those one-off expenditures in retirement that is not part of your monthly expenditures. Maybe you're going to uh, buy a second home at some point or you're going to buy an RV, another property, what have you. You have to be able to calculate those and where are you pulling that money from? Is that going to create a taxable event? What kind of tax bracket is that going to kick you up to? Is there ways to avoid being kicked up into that tax bracket? If you have a drawdown strategy, maybe you don't just have IRA monies that you can fall back on, but you've got some Roth monies or uh, what are called uh, life insurance retirement plan monies as well. Mm. Um, Garrett, you mentioned in the first segment about uh, imp implementing a strategy uh, to uh, uh, tax loss harvest some of your uh, yeah. your uh, long-term or short-term capital gains. There's ways to do all of that that perhaps you're somebody who's just done all of their saving in an IRA or 401k might not be so important, but for somebody who's 
saved in IRAs, 401ks, Roths, uh, LIRPs, non-qualified accounts. It does get really complicated and you really want to make sure that you're going through all the different aspects of planning so that, yes, your portfolio is growing to a reasonable amount, but you are keeping as much of that uh, money for yourself and yeah. for your, uh, your legacy goals instead of uh, forking it over to Uncle Sam. Uh, Garrett, I think that's going to about uh, run uh, run the tables uh, for this week. Don't you yeah, think? you know, we, we just have that deadline. It keeps uh, creeping up on us. There you go. Well, thank you for joining me, Garrett, and thank you out there for joining us. And unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. We hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Garrett Ray. The show's The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And I want you to remember, sound financial plans do not create themselves. This is 96.7 FM, WTOB. Investment advisory services offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, and Wealth Guardians are independent entities. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions.